Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Traveling Principles Podcast. My name is Joe Colossi, and I run a one-stop shop for school reform, including this podcast. I can help teachers, administrators, back office providers, all things organizational, speaking with regards to schools um, and teaching and learning, for that matter. I can mentor, troubleshoot, evaluate, observe, review, you name it. I can be of service at a time like now when I think we're all trying to figure out how to readjust. Um, that's kind of why I'm doing this. So um, it has been a while, uh, but my creative director suggested not long ago that I bring up what's happening with the old school concept and where that's at. Folks, obviously, so much has happened since then um, that I'm going to spend some time now bringing you all up to date. In addition, I need to say that serendipitously enough, the concept is exactly being put to use as we speak. Um, and here's what's happening. Uh, let's just jump right in. Um, we had a half virtual, half school site based pedagogical outlook anyway, right? With that, the new school concept. We were talking about all kinds of different ways we can have this career and technical education project-based learning institute student choice time-driven etc now this was our this was our ideal scenario right so bring in COVID-19 and here we are fully in need of exactly this environment a hybrid environment where students can take online learning options, right? Remember our menu and explore information based on those classes throughout the week at their own pace. The essence of time here, folks, is really awkwardly, perfectly in line with that concept of time-based learning. So now think about this for a second and let me remind you because it's been a while we wanted students to accomplish elements of a curriculum that they chose and each comes with an allotment of time completion the total sum of which must adhere to specifics that make up the equivalent of credits issued per semester and per year we have to implement something along these lines in the fall because a I don't think we're going back or at least it won't be in any full capacity and B this is the new norm then and we know that traditional schooling of lessons followed by activities followed by traditional learning modalities that require groups reconvening as large classes for assessment all of these things are no longer possible in our immediate future. But a student can still accumulate coursework completion computed with time. Also, <clears throat> I now am working on fusing in choice for the fall, my own school. I'd like to practice on students in my own school now. This notion of a menu option for a path 
that a student takes when learning. Now, I don't know, comparable to what they've had if they went face-to-face, -face, but maybe not so rigorous, of course, at the start, right out of the gate. But it's not, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's still just everything as a choice. They have the choice for completing that which they've already been assigned. I couldn't flip the switch on the kids like that, but I could phase that new light on a little at a time. And now, my ideas don't seem so radical, do they? Right? Now, my notion of a small school concept seems a lot better and a lot more logical of a choice for a school setting, doesn't it? Now, time is calculated differently. And that doesn't seem so awkward anymore. Or flaky, I think, was the word it was called. Granola as well, even. How about this? Granular. How about this? Appropriate. I got some new ways we are looking at my new school concept. How about this? Current. Now, we continue to implement. Now, I have a little bit more time to collaborate, to research buildings, to search for partners and companies that are going to need to do business. I know they are. That is a logical thought. Additionally, <clears throat> My authorizing district superintendent, who was really against this whole thing um, and, and was not thrilled that this would happen, resigned from the district and went south. Um, she had her reasons, and to sum that up, she came into a wild scenario here and did a great job with the time she was here. Um, and it was tough as well. It, that was not an easy task. Now that she's gone, the new superintendent, I'm assuming, is already in place and could be a little more amenable with all things considered. The district is planning on a large, comprehensive high school costing over $100 million and then some. I don't think I'm even close with that number. My school concept may be $6 million in total. I'll, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I'll go to $10 million just because... That's nowhere in the ballpark. And it's way more than I would need. I would maybe, I don't know, give some back? Is that how that goes? Who knows? Now that I've been saying about the concept of the new school and what we have been talking about is relevant and being used, now we're only going to be exploring more of how it can work at a time when a radical change to what education is and learning looks like is absolutely necessary. It's urgently necessary that what schools will look like moving forward is dealt with immediately and rolled out so as to dodge any achievement gap that is apparent otherwise. Think about that. Think about your district and the job that's being done. <clears throat> Think about districts that you know of. 
can you see how an achievement gap is evident? Because I can. And that's something that can have an astronomical impact on how we live, on who is in charge, on how we follow rules, and what ones are out there being made for us to follow. It's wild to think that unless we make that change, this could be evident. And even worse to think that I'm one of the only people even bringing it up. What's up with that, dudes? Um, so there you have it. Our, our new school concept is alive and well. It's even being implemented as we speak. It's going back to the drawing board and I'll be bringing you updates as I do. You can bet on that. <clears throat> so let's flip the switch for a second and bring up something that's really interesting to me regarding a positive impact from the coronavirus, if you can imagine that possible. Um, and it's revolving around this question, what effect will the shelter in place have on climate change? I mean, let's reflect on this for a second, right? Allow me, if you will, to frame a few questions that I've been mulling over in my mind due to all of this. And so here we go. When will the theory of the earth getting back at us for treating it so badly begin to consume our minds because it hadn't consumed enough of our hearts? Reflect on that for a second, right? What are the major contributors to climate impact now? When you eliminate pretty much all of them there for, for a little bit, is it airplane, transportation, fuels? Is it factories? Is it garbage? Is it plastic? What is it? Where can we focus our attention to then, based on that information? How can we learn from that? How can we learn from this? I'm always on you guys about learning. So based on this data that we're now being exposed to, what do we know now that we didn't before? So there's this theory that people are starting to talk about that they're believing once we have alleviated all of our restrictions or whatever to, to whatever extent we will be able to alleviate on a more permanent basis um, that people will want to go everywhere all the time and travel will just you know we'll, we'll go right back to where we started um, because we will see each other again because you know people are, are, are trying to get out there and, and get the world moving again um, you know I'm, I'm posing the question of how will we learn from this prior to that happening, right? We were in that phase prior to, and I saw that the BBC posted um, this article back in March, right? Um, and I have the URL in the show notes. Uh, and the article discusses a study conducted in Zurich in 2018 when people living in Switzerland were unable to drive and given e-bikes, okay? And when they were able to drive again, 
they didn't drive as much due to the alternate means. So where the e-bikes came into play, it really over the long run made a nice impact. And so my question is, where's the e-bike stations? Perhaps if we were ever able to go back out there, we should do so on bikes when possible because you're not really jamming very many people into bikes. I remember when New York City made room on the streets and the avenues for bikes, people went crazy. Actually, it was just the avenues, not the streets, but everyone thought it was nuts nonetheless. Talking um, about, you know, taking a valuable lane out of an already busy street seemed insane at first. I definitely felt that way, but it actually forced people to find another way. So it, it was... Um, it was actually a good idea. I think that was Bloomberg who ended up uh, doing that. So <clears throat> an article posted also on thehill.com discusses how um, the flip side of all of this is the Earth has a tendency of filtering us out. Even during the Great Recession of 08-09, we saw changes in people's habits, demand lowered, travel decreased, tourism therefore decreased and everything kind of just slowed, right? It slowed enough for a proper impact to be noticeable. 1.4% of lower emission levels at that time. Uh, and that was awesome for the planet. Also, because the demand for everything will be so great, production will rapidly increase. Regulations, especially in the US, are so relaxed due to the current standings, particle and emission standards, Therefore, proving production and business is more important and quickly pushed to the forefront again, and meaning we will hurt what we may have started to help. Is business more important than people? Think about it. You're talking of reopening this country because certain people want it open, and for whatever their reason is. Once we reconnect this chain, we start the spreading again. We need some sort of cure first or inoculation at some point. Otherwise, we are prematurely sending people back into the workforce without adequate proof of safety. Why? So they can conduct business as usual. Why aren't more people understanding that we can work from home? I have two little kids. Don't tell me you can't because of family. If you are healthy, you can. You may not be able to have done this within the nine to five workday and maybe not even Monday to Friday, but hey, what day is it anyway? Who cares? Just get it done. Time like that is not of the essence, right? Hence our new school concept. I am excited to see Cuomo and Newsom using data and science, not political pressure and whatever it's being called, chaos theory or whatever. They will lead us, they have so far. Those two in government have led. Now, I wanna get off that. I wanna get into pass fail. This is something that really means a lot to me right now. I have family members who are in high school. I work in one, so I'm also on that front line. Surrounding high schools are dealing with situations as they come. LA Unified 
has decided not to fail anyone and not allow anyone to fail that wasn't, right? That's actually what they're saying. But it's coming off like they're not failing anyone. I don't mind that, but it lacks rigor. It lacks challenge. It uses a very short lens. And it's going to create some sort of asterisk. It has to. How else can the students who attend the schools that aren't thinking of only credit recovery and not new information or new content with potential for failure because it's becoming obvious that barring a miracle we're in this for the fall and possibly the spring of next year begin to have that thought because it's a tough one not an easy pill to swallow you need to understand that schools must adapt more they are changing drastically and I'm not just saying that but for sustainable education we need more I'm expecting more out of myself as a school leader because it's needed I see this with a lens of my kids shouldn't have a gap in instruction nor rigor I can't believe my kids went for as long as they did without any sort of schooling so instead of giving myself a pass, I'm pushing my staff to find another way to bring back what the students once, I think, took completely for granted. Grades. I get the initial way of going about it and giving credit recovery makes sense. Not, to, not disagreeing with that. But I don't get that we're not adjusting somehow now. You want us to reopen schools? Sure, we could in a virtual environment, like the one I spoke about earlier, and it would be gamified education and cool and fun and entertaining and engaging and rigorous. I ask, why not? We may make a virtual graduation in a Minecraft world where everyone's game character actually plays the game of graduation with speeches and everything. Why not? If you are going pass-fail at your school, ask for how long. Then ask, how do you go about addressing this realistically with the resources that you have available to deal with this on an impactful level that reaches everyone? It's engaging as well and shows rigor again. How is your school supporting students now? What does support even look like? How can you, as a leader, redefine that? Who on your team can help you? What are their new roles? I can help you with that. If I'm a kid and I had an A in February, I can do what now for four months until I graduate? If the answer is very little, that's what leads to gaps. I know we're supposed to be focusing on learning and not content, but content can promote learning. Content is what needs to be implemented to challenge, inspire, exemplify, explain, etc. We need to elevate our game, folks, without overwhelming, with just more, right?
And therein lies your answer to getting rid of pass-fail and credit recovery. And going back to real purposeful education that includes wellness and focuses on the importance of learning. Always, but more. I don't want to settle. I'm not going to. I don't think you should either. Not now. <laughs> not now, right? Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joe Clossy, and I'm your traveling principal here. I'm also the Ace Charter High School principal. I'm happy to bring you this episode um, that I've been missing doing. Uh, I've been busy with the school community, podcasting with students and staff and alumni, and it's awesome. Uh, it's necessary for a lot of us. It's leading to awesome things as well. All of these are available on my website, www.thetravelingprincipal.com. Um, if you happen to listen, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you uh, like what you hear, um, hit me up, shoot me an email. Uh, let's chat. Um, thanks, everybody. Really, stay safe out there, and I uh, wish you all well. <laughs>